0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you are tuned into the Paranomaly Zone.
1: Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of No!
0: Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, passes You know, Mike, it's been a hell of a long time, far too long, way too long, too long for our own good.
1: A plethora of days and months. I was going to
0: say, and months even. Yes. Not quite years. Not quite years, but getting darn close. But it has been far too long since we have taken a quote-unquote deep dive into the world of true crime. I think it's about time we did such a we even did a little bit of prep for this one. Uh, I'm proud of myself. I'm, I'm proud of you. It was a, yeah, it I, was amazing. I, I, was, I sent you three links. And yes, you, I you, read one. You read one. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: I didn't see the other ones.
0: <laughs> well, it was it was kind of which is understandable because I you because know it's me. It's not like I it's not like <laughs> I also wrote additional notes on there saying such things. Well, here is the link. Please read. Please read. Right. Please <laughs> yeah. read. Also, maybe perhaps check into this other one. I mean, I, it's understandable. I get it. I yeah. Get it. But- um, I, had, I had a bad day. Well- I, was I got it? a
1: shot in my thumb, and it hurt, and it hurt still. Man, like,
0: <laughs> like directly right into the tip of your thumb or like? Right
1: into the joint oh, next to the
0: hand. Oh, right where it meets your, well, your hand. I see. Yeah.
1: My psoriatic arthritis is really messed up there, and it is- narrowed the tube in which the tendon goes through I guess Fun. that's what the doctor said so with that not being wide enough to to slip through easily the tendon will get caught in on this knuckle
0: he's pointing and, to the knuckle underneath his thumbnail
1: yes yes and and then it gets my thumb gets locked up or it'll snap when I try to move it Sometimes I can't even move it.
0: I've seen that happen <laughs> so, to
1: you. I've seen that happen to you. Oh, man. But I got a good cortisone shot in there today. So I let's guess, see what happens. I guess
0: you could have worse things lock up on you. Yeah. So, yes, um,
1: that's absolutely true.
0: I mean, you have to and look then, at it like well, that. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like your your head freezes. In a, in a, well, in a, you turn to talk to Mary and all of a sudden it's
1: like, Eh, okay. Yeah. Or, or, or and unless and, that has happened. I don't know. Yeah, well, it has, but very infrequently. Okay. well, that's. But cool. anyway, yeah, and next month, I am going in for a second opinion on my destroyed shoulder.
0: Oh, that deserves a round of applause. You sent me that text yesterday, and I was yeah. just like, oh, thank you, thank you yeah. for at least taking this step. I mean, this could very well be, Mike, a step towards having two functioning arms again.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And that's in all sincerity... Thank you for doing that. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs>
1: uh, it it should be good. It yeah, should my be doctor, good. It
0: will be good. Um,
1: my doctor suggested and set up uh, appointment with a, a specialist and uh, second opinion. And if they do surgery, the way the other surgeon said, it should it'll take a full shoulder replacement. Damn. Which I don't look forward to, but
0: well, it's either that or just having a limp noodle hanging, you know, atta- <laughs> attached to your shoulder. A limp so.
1: noodle that I can, that I can kind of flop around a little bit, just
0: a little bit, yeah, yeah. I
1: and mean, it's great for swimming. It really is. It's well, I was going to say it's pro-
0: it's probably great for you know practical jokes, maybe you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe you can. Mary laughs at me a lot. I was going to say maybe. you can, <laughs> Make it, you could no. pull a prank or two on Mary. I don't know. Who the hell knows what's happened? But, uh, yeah. but it's good to see you again. Um, one shoulder or not, hopefully, two functioning shoulders in the near future. That's great. But as I was saying, it's been a hell of a long time, Mike. A hell of a long yes. time since we have, um, taken a dive into the, uh, well, the, uh, never pleasant, weirdly fascinating word, uh, world of true crime. But without straying too far from our passion, what has made this podcast float for the last however many years, the paranormal. Why not combine the two, my friend, right? True crime, paranormal. We love it, and that's what we're talking about tonight. It's um, it's interesting ground for sure. I hope you're ready to take this on. Oh, yeah. Okay, thanks.
1: Okay. <laughs> absolutely. I was uh, I was excited. I was ready to get home after my my uh, deal with the doctor and after start.
0: Your, after your, your thumb shot.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Man. Uh, yeah, it, it'll be good. It'll be good. I'm looking forward yeah, to this. Yeah, absolutely. One. Well, in case you are new to the program, and believe it or not, <laughs> as hard as it may be not. to believe, we do get new listeners from time to time. This is your weekly dose of all things... Paranormal, strange, and mysterious. The Paranomaly Zone is where you're at. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghosts, the paranormal poster boy himself, hmm, the messy baby Mike Carbno. Now, the reason I said messy baby, Mike... Okay. Because that literally popped into my brain right before we started recording, because you... You made a mess. You made a little spillage. I did. And um and I joked, Oh messy baby. Messy I s- baby. <laughs> I
1: spilled my iced tea.
0: Now, did you spill it upon like your crotch? So what was it like uncomfortable? No, I, was it icy? I,
1: what happened is uh I was swirling my glass because I was stirring it up a little more because I saw sediment on uh-huh. the bottom of it. Okay. So, what and the I, hell? I, are you
0: putting sand in your drinks? What the hell? Well, it's
1: the tea. Oh, okay. <laughs> a powdered tea mix. I guess. And and I, I guess I spun it too fast, and boy, she came out like a tornado. <laughs> just so like, that's what happened.
0: It just seems odd that you referred to it as sediment. Because to me. Well, it's what it looked like. Are, are like fossils forming in it right now? <laughs> it's like, down where
1: the suckers feed.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, Mike is drinking sludge right now because it's <laughs> filled with sediment from the from the bottom of some lake that he was just he just dredged before the, this episode began but
1: uh I don't I don't want to finish my tea now.
0: Yeah, no, who knows what the hell you're <laughs> drinking right now. Who knows what bacteria Get some and
1: some mossy shit in there or something. Well, hey Mos- sorry, Mos- sorry, excuse my French.
0: Well, that's okay. Yeah, we've never sworn on the paranormal zone. No, ever. that's true. Ever, ever, ever. That's why that big giant explicit sign is on every <laughs> every <laughs> yeah. episode on the old uh, iTunes and wherever else you decide to listen to this podcast. You know, that's an interesting question that I'd like to put forth. If you are if you have the time, if you're interested to reply, tell us how you do listen to the podcast. Do you watch on YouTube? Do you listen on iTunes? Do you listen through oh Spotify? Uh iHeartRadio? Just throw it back at us. I'm interested. I'm interested to hear the uh, the the dynamics of the listening audience, you know, where where and when you guys listen. That's kind of a uh, an interesting tidbit to throw out there. Maybe, I don't know. Mike's staring Absolutely. at me. Mike is staring at me blankly. I tell you, I tell <laughs> you what, boys and girls, there's nothing more um, disturbing. Well, that too. <laughs> disheartening. When disheartening, I'm just I'm struggling to find a word or a phrase or a sentence or anything that seems to spark just a remnant of interest in Mike's gla- <laughs> glazed eyes as he's just staring at me. I'm like, oh good lord, how long do I have to ramble on here? But
1: uh, <laughs> oh well, hey, put your hand up in there and wave for a clue or something. Oh oh. Um, <laughs> Make sure I'm still awake for crying out loud yeah I
0: can't I can't tell if you're breathing that's for sure I, well, know, I, I get so in,
1: I get so enthralled with what you're saying and how you're putting it out oh it's sure just amazing to me okay. and I all right I I'm you. transfixed
0: well, I get you I just I don't know I'm not making fun of the man I just I, I worry that you're having like a mitch McConnell moments and you're you know you literally like become catatonic for about five minutes <laughs> okay just making sure. I'm Just,
1: demon possessed.
0: Uh, oh well, hey, at That's least that'd be, is. that'd be interesting podcast content. At least, yeah. <laughs> oh
1: boy, ask some questions on that one.
0: Tune in. Mike is possessed. Now that you would to, be yeah. that would be interesting for more ways than one because you have come a long way, my friend, when it comes to believing in "quote unquote" believing in the possibility, the reality of supposed demonic possessions. Uh, yeah. The Carbno Kid, as I used to refer to him back in the day, he had no time for such nonsense. Man, up until at least, eh, not that long ago. Two, three years, I'd say. You were pretty adamant, pretty opposed oh, yeah. Yeah. to the idea yeah. of demonic possession. But all you have to do is play him some uh, terrifying Annalisa Michelle. Uh, um, don't,
1: don't even talk about it.
0: <laughs> Annalisa <coughs> Michael. Yeah, don't. I, I get you. I get it. Play him some audio clips from that horrifying exorcism and that's Oof, and, and then Mike is a he's a believer. At least temporarily. Well,
1: I'm I'm working on
0: it. Yeah, you're open-minded to it. Yeah. Open-minded to it. Well, Mike, in all sincerity, all kidding aside, it's good to see you um let's dive into some of these cases here. Some of the yes. stuff um I believe we may have discussed one of these cases back in the alternate podcast days so it's time for a reboot of sorts on that topic that particular one but we do have some new ones here new to us i know we haven't spoken about them on the paranomaly zone uh probably not ever because they're not ringing a bell <laughs> to me at all okay now that could be yeah. old age um
1: well they certainly wouldn't ring a bell with me
0: well sure. well last week's topic wouldn't ring a bell with you.
1: oh <laughs> uh, great right, yeah that's true <laughs> I'm kidding. Mary worries about me. She doesn't let me drive anymore.
0: By the way, you were, I was I was nervous. I I got I was concerned that I upset you with our text message exchange last night. When was that? Well, cuz I I said I'll send out a, a tweet to promote the the episode. Uh-huh. And you said that's a great idea. You sent me a funny gif and it, and I sent back, "Well, it's a great idea, only if you help out." Oh yeah.
1: And then and I sent that back that gif. Oh, man. Very, I felt bad. Very sullen-looking.
0: I didn't uh, know how to react like that. I was like, oh, God.
1: <laughs> and I said, I thought I am.
0: <laughs> and I felt bad. I, I felt like I crossed the oh. line. I was like, oh, goodness. Did I hurt no, Mike's feelings?
1: No, you, no, you didn't. Because sure? you said ha at the beginning. I did. And ha at the end.
0: Exactly. So. <laughs> That's how I laugh. That's how I laugh in real you're, life.
1: You're not an lol
0: well, I, I yeah. Sometimes when I when I find something really funny, I I, I actually proclaim "lol, lol." Doesn't everybody do that? And if with it's three mild, exclamation if it's, marks with three exclamation marks. If it's mildly mildly amusing, I'll just go "ha," and then you know if I feel pleasantly surprised by someone's attempt at humor, I'll go "ha ha." Ah, oh,
1: okay. If it's, all I got,
0: Okay. If it's terribly amusing. Um, if it's something that's worthy of a knee slap, I'll go, ha, 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 ha. Okay. You got that? So there's, there's a difference in the ha's. Got it. Different levels. Okay. Am I the only one who who laughs like that? I I don't. Oh.
1: But that doesn't mean there isn't some other person, some small country southwest of it and by
0: himself. We we don't need specific locations here, you know. (laughs) Mike's going to give us a geography lesson here now. But yeah. alrighty. Anyways, well, we're about 12, 13 <laughs> minutes in. I guess we better start talking about some of this stuff, right, Mike? Now, some of the topics that we did cover in in uh, fairly good detail in the past include such paranormal-slash-true-crime-related horrible true stories. Obviously, I'm being redundant there with the word true, but the Velisca House axe murders, for example, I mean, that's one of our... That's one of our quote-unquote dream locales to check out, Mike. But that was a great discussion a while back, horrifying example of true crime related to the paranormal. That that particular case, I wrote down these two notes, Mike, to kind of separate our our, uh, topics of choice tonight. And I wrote down paranormal after effects, so to speak, and then I wrote down paranormal directly involved in the Mm. case. Because,
1: and there is that,
0: there is that, and I mean, there's both of them,
1: Um, right? Exactly, yeah.
0: Sort you know, by chance, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, has a ghost ever come back to help solve his or her own murder? Well, yeah, supposedly that's happened. We've talked about that before in the Greenbrier ghost case, bizarre, bizarre, but fascinating. Allegedly, the first case court case in U.S. history to. Involve alleged testimony from a ghost. Now the ghost wasn't sitting on the stand. There wasn't an empty stand there, and people going, "Hey, where is this person?" No, we're not. There
1: saying. was a rumor though that she did appear in the court.
0: Rumors are a totally different subject, but yes. Well, you know, it.
1: it yeah, you're right. <laughs> Go ahead. No,
0: but I'm not disagreeing with you. But i Well, I'm you saying,
1: shot me right the hell down. Saying that. <laughs> Well,
0: that too. uh, too. I'm just kidding.
1: Well, you have cases like that. I am not
0: angry, Patrick. Uh, Anyway. Man, you sound fierce. (laughs) Fierce. Mike is on a roll tonight. Um, Yes, the Greenbrier ghost case, which, again, allegedly involved testimony from the deceased that changed the outcome of the verdict. Again, if you aren't familiar with that one, that was one of our very first episodes that we um, recorded after we became the Paranomaly Zone Mike, we've spoken in detail quite a bit about the horrible events that took place at the Cecil Hotel. Yes, uh, if Abhor-
1: you're abhorring, oh
0: God damn. A- yes, ab- abhorrent too. Abhorrent, yes. <laughs> uh, Whatever covered covered extensively on such paranormal hit programs like Ghost Adventures and and the like. Mm-hmm. Um, mass murderers, serial killers, uh, spent time there. You know, Richard Ramirez comes to mind. Yeah. A lot of crazy crap went down there. Uh, alleged murders, alleged to have gone down. <laughs> Talk about redundant. Alleged murders, alleged to have gone down allegedly at the <laughs> <SS> hotel. <laughs> and also, that's the case, Mike, where that, you mentioned it before we started recording, where that terrifying, absolutely awful outcome for the poor woman who ended up being, ended up dead and found floating in the water tank up on top of the building
1: yeah and you know i gotta i gotta discuss this just for a moment
0: okay yes okay please do
1: didn't the water start tasting weird oh yes
0: (laughs) you know as mike laughs about this but yes (laughs) i'm
1: i'm laughing in in fear and discomfort i know discomfort
0: Yeah, it's 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 gross and it's tragic. I mean, it is extremely that's where that you can find that elevator footage of this poor woman. It looks like she's, you know, she's peeking in and out of, you know, the open elevator doors as as if something someone is tracking her down. I mean, she's acting very bizarrely.
1: Very. It's either there is a, a ghost or some kind of a paranormal event going on or she hadn't taken her psych meds in two weeks.
0: Well, either one is possible. I, I maybe have
1: no idea. Maybe, both. and I'm not making fun of. No, any of no, 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 that, no. Absolutely because not. God forbid! I'm on a lot of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mike just started convulsing a little bit.
1: Finally. I that was my Joe Cocker imitation.
0: Yeah. Well, well you're one-armed Joe Cocker. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. No. Unfortunately, like the the people who were staying at the hotel started complaining about, like you said, Mike, an odd. Odd bitter slash sweet taste, but like a gross oh. sweet taste in the water. And they kind of nice. they, they threw that aside for a while because they' were figuring, well, maybe it's just how the water is here. But then other people started complaining and reporting that when they would turn their faucets on, black water ran out of the faucets
1: yeah and fingernails and pieces of skin i'm not
0: sure about the fingernails and (laughs) pieces of skin hair now if you don't report that there's just (laughs) something i'm blaming you you know um right but yeah it was it's it's disgusting and tragic but a lot of weird shit supposedly went down at the cecil hotel was the hotel itself the reason behind all this weird shit did people like richard ramirez and A lot of the supposed satanic rituals that were performed there by various people, various groups. Did that have something to do with the paranormal activity? I I don't Um, know. I mean, it could be a combination of all of it, right?
1: Yeah. And it could be built on a huge portal where all the demons can come in and out anytime they want.
0: I don't like that idea. That's.
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) But you you think about it. Could there be something like that somewhere on Earth? Why not? On this planet? Yeah. Like a portal to hell, huh? where we went and checked it
0: out. Yeah, it just looked like a some dirt and grass. But hey, yeah, but
1: it was cool though. It was. Well, oh, cool. I know.
0: It was. It, it was cool. I'm just. <laughs> that's that's just kind of what it looked like. It, it was the most terrifying part was me sticking my hand down that gopher hole to, <laughs> to grab your flashing <laughs> balls. <laughs>
1: I was waiting for Patrick to come out with a gopher stuck to his finger. <laughs> Blood squirting out all over the place.
0: <laughs> oh man. That'd be one nasty squirt or gopher oh, to do that. Man. You'd have
1: crap. to go in for a shot after that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and multiple fingers, not just your thumb, right? <laughs> yeah. Mike, the first one I want to talk about is is one I had I had never heard of. I, I'm I I ventured to guess it's something that you probably weren't familiar with either. Uh, the reason I say that is because that was the one link that you you didn't look at. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but this is from crimereads.com. It's an article posted by an author named Susan Furlong, but she went on a trip to Alabama to interview a haunted doll collector slash paranormal investigator slash author, Kevin Kane. Alright, now this is a, it's a pretty interesting... I'm not going to read all of it. Don't worry about it. But I'm going to get down to the to the part of the article that relates to this um, topic at hand. True crime slash related to paranormal. Paranormal. Now, Mr. Kevin Kane has a book titled My Haunted Collection, The Dark Side. One of the portions of the book, he writes about the suicide slash murder of a man referred to as Daniel McKent. Now, this name has been changed to protect the family because, as I wrote down in my professional notes, this case is still under review. Now, that's Mm. according to the time when this this, um, article was published. I don't know if that has changed since then, but I am going to refer to him as Daniel McKent. Now, according to Kevin Kane, back in 2016, Mr. McKent's body was found outside of his home in Vestavia Hills, Alabama. It appeared that he had died from a single gunshot wound to the back of the head. Neighbors had reported that Daniel had recently slipped into a depression after the death of a loved one. He'd also, uh, unfortunately as a lot of people do, had accrued a substantial debt, lost his business, and suicide was allegedly contemplated. It was definitely suspected by friends and neighbors and it was suggested by the fact that only Daniel's prints were found on the gun that investigators claim to have pulled the trigger. Okay? But again, right away you're like, okay, back of the head, hmm. he, he pulled the trigger. Uh, right away... Lincoln style. Yeah, I mean, right away it's like, hmm, but that's neither here nor there. As he goes on, he says other evidence at the scene actually indicated foul play. One such example being the rifle used to kill him was actually located quite some distance from his body. Now, I mean, Mm. uh, what does that mean? We don't know. I'm sure there have been several horrifying cases, unfortunate cases, where someone tries to off themselves and maybe they aren't successful. Yeah. And in the throes of death, they... Really regret their choice, and they're trying And then they to... throw the gun across the yeah. floor. And they're like, God darn it anyhow. <laughs> you know? Get away from me, you gun. Did you know, Mike, on a side note here, that that's actually yes. what happened to a Dr. Dodge who was a survivor of the Titanic tragedy?
1: He dodged it. Oh, wow. Good God. I'm sorry.
0: Dr. Dodge dodged <laughs> death. Briefly, from... An ale- or not alleged, from an attempted suicide. Shot himself in the head. Survived!
1: Um, and said he didn't do
0: it. No, and then, in the, again, in the throes of death, he went into the building's elevator trying to seek help, and he was found when the elevator landed on the bottom floor, and he was still alive, but, I mean, he lived for... I believe, a week after that until he finally died. Uh, But my goodness gracious. Crazy. How awful could that be? Anyhow, (laughs) as I mentioned, the rifle that used to allegedly kill, that's my word for the night. I've been saying literally and allegedly. At least I use the word literally correctly. Literally. And when I say that.
1: Literal. Literally.
0: Because my two teenage daughters are terrible at this. Literally. They are literally terrible at it. And I'm saying that correctly. But they'll say that's a
1: thing in school.
0: Yeah, they'll say, Oh my god, Dad, I literally died today. Well, no, you didn't. (laughs) Um um, (laughs) anyhow. This tree
1: just about fell on me.
0: Literally. The autopsy performed on Mr. McKent determined that the bullet entered at the back of the skull, as was mentioned before. No suspect was named. The skull was entered into evidence. And the case, as I said before, again, was or uh, does remain under review.
1: And when did this happen?
0: This was back in 2016 in Alabama.
1: Okay, wow. So fairly recently.
0: The interviewer asks uh, Mr. Kane how he came about to be involved in this investigation. And Daniel says that his, or not Daniel says, Kevin Kane said that Daniel's friend and estate executor, Marilyn, had moved into Daniel's home to inventory his collections that were to be auctioned. She called up his team, Kevin Kane's team, to investigate paranormal ag- activity that she said she was experiencing while she was going through all of his stuff, okay? Uh, what type of activity do you ask? Unexplainable footsteps. Knocking on the walls, which, Mike, you experienced not that long ago in your own house. Now, was Uh, it on the walls? Actually, Was it on the walls? uh, Well, could you not uh, tell?
1: We're not not sure. Okay. I mean, we heard the knocking, and I came out thinking somebody was at the door, but it wasn't from the door, and Mary thought it came from where I was at, in the kitchen.
0: Oh, wow. That's interesting. Because
1: I do all the cooking. (laughs) <laughs> but any but I love it though. But anyway, yeah, that's say.
0: uh So now yeah. that that's that adds so much intrigue to it as well because you hear about that quite a bit when two people share like an unexplainable event like that, they'll they'll experience it differently. Like you went to the door thinking that's where it came from. It came from here. It sounded like it came from here or Mary's like no, it came from over there. Mhm. That kind I of don't, I don't know, that adds a little bit of
1: Yeah, it's, intrigue. it's pretty amazing. <clears throat>
0: yeah. But as I said, um, after Daniel's death, the executor, when she was, not, not his executor, you know what I'm talking about, the executor of his property, she claimed to have experienced uh, unexplained footsteps knocking on the walls, which would stop as she entered each and every room. Pots and pans clinking in the kitchen. The sound of Get hammering. Get
1: out of kitchen and rock those pots and pans. Anyway, go ahead. Don't look at me like that. <laughs>
0: No, no, it's fine. I, I appreciate that. All
1: right. Yeah, I, I, you hate being interrupted, don't you? <laughs> Go ahead. Not if it's I, worth it. Not if I'm, it's worth it. Well, that wasn't worth it.
0: <laughs> well, it depends. Pots and plants. Pots and pans clinking in the kitchen. then the sound of hammering and construction coming from the basement. Ooh. Hmm. This went on for some time. But what actually prompted Marilyn's call to Mr. Kevin was when Daniel's spirit manifested and let out an angry scream Uh, before vanishing I would poop my pants can you imagine that oh my gosh seeing this spirit (laughs) yeah yeah. I think I'd probably poop my pants too Mike (laughs) now um I don't blame you for that one especially if you like ate some you know raunchy food beforehand
1: yeah and I tell you as I'm getting a lot older it's gotten a lot easier to do well
0: (laughs) it's going to make our next investigation that much more interesting right Mike
1: so Absolutely.
0: We'll make sure to bring around, bring along the proper <laughs> cleaning supplies.
1: Bring a camp toilet. <laughs> Put it in the trunk. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> uh,
0: now Daniel or Daniel, uh, Mr. Kane went on to describe some of the methods and in, of investigation that he used. While, uh, well, yeah, you guessed it, investigating Mr. McKent's home. And he used some of the classics, the K two meter, um. You know, the search for electronic, electromagnetic activity, thermal readings, thermal readers for obviously sensing hot spots and whatnot. Uh, spirit, such things
1: that we have.
0: Such things as we have. The spirit box. Uh, it was when he was using the spirit box that something really popped up that caught his ear and made him go, whoa. Now, according to him, when he was using his spirit box in the house, he allegedly, there's that word I'm, I'm using again, picked up the words money and murder. And when he played this recording for Marilyn, Daniel McKent's friend, she confirmed without a doubt that that was Daniel's voice. Now this is after, again, she, uh, she supposedly saw his manifested spirit, which screamed in anger, and now they pick up his voice that said money and murder, hmm. you can only guess where the story is headed to,
1: right? He was robbed and killed
0: by. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say something terrible, but I won't. No, 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 no. Uh, he goes on to talk about, and it's important that we do this. He then goes on to talk about some circumstances related to this case that were supposed related, supposedly related to a haunted doll. That Mr. McKent collected. I mentioned earlier that he was an avid collector of, of such kind of odd, intricate little trinkets. Marilyn attributed much of Daniel's misfortune to a voodoo doll. Now, Dan, she said that Daniel traveled extensively, collected items from around the world, and she remembers when Daniel showed her a doll, a voodoo doll, right before his death.
1: How do you? How do you? How are you saying that?
0: You're I saying, saying what? Vo- voodoo, right? Voodoo. Well, how else am I supposed to say it? Uh, I swear to God, I'm hearing voodoo. Wow. Are you, uh, are Mike, are you being in, uh, is a demon right now? Yeah. Got right um, in my ear. Right in your ear. It's <laughs> somewhere in your body. There's some orifice that's being affected by your <laughs> by your demonic um, energies that are taking over. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Okay. No, Mike, Be- I'm saying it with a V.
1: Yes. Voodoo. Yeah. There you go. See, that was understandable.
0: Listeners, did you? Did any of you? Any of you, besides Mike, think I was saying voodoo? I want to know.
1: Well, you know, it, they could have heard something totally different.
0: Um. Well, did they hear voodoo? I mean, there's that classic. Yes. David Bowie which song, which isn't
1: far off from voodoo.
0: Uh, very good.
1: <laughs> no, as far as what what they are.
0: That classic David Bowie performance in the classic movie Labyrinth. Yes. I believe he has oh, that, a line. I believe he has a lyric, where he he says, "Voodoo, who
1: do you do?" That, oh, yeah, that's right.
0: Remind yep. me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? You know, I'm. You know, where I'm going. I, hmm. I apologize for butchering David Bowie's voice right there. Okay, can I go on here? I'm saying voodoo yep. with, a, with a I'm v. gonna. I'm gonna be quiet this time. No, no, don't <laughs> be quiet. you are the worst <laughs> podcast host on the planet ever. <laughs> If you just sat there and stared blankly at me.
1: <laughs> well, I'm I'm talking about cutting in on you and stuff and cutting you off. I okay. that's not good.
0: Not about pooping your pants or or no nope. mishearing voodoo and roodoo and no nope. poo-poo. Poo-poo hoo.
1: You hoo. You do what you do, the hoodoo that you do.
0: Anywho. Okay. Yeah.
1: Anyway, go ahead.
0: <laughs> now this damned voodoo doll, Voo. V- 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 oh, you
1: just about didn't make that one <laughs> anyway go ahead
0: <sighs> is that do you have like an orb that's clogged in your ear canal right now I don't know <laughs> what.
1: they coming out <laughs> oh man now
0: he showed her this I'm just going to say doll okay he showed right. her this doll you before his death he said it was given to him by a Haitian woman who told him that it was cursed and would bring the Haitian tragedy. woman
1: you must believe that
0: Well, you know, and she told him that it was cursed would bring him tragedy or would bring tragedy to whomever brought it to their humble abode. Now, Mike, before I go on and quickly, if someone offered you or if you were interested in a doll and they said, sure, but this is going to bring you tragedy because it's cursed, would you still bring it home with you or would you at least have a second thought?
1: No, absolutely not.
0: You would not. Bring it no, home.
1: I mean, I, although I did bring a couple of souvenirs home from Tagus.
0: Oh yes, you did.
1: But uh but something like that, no.
0: I think we all brought home the stench of your brother's gas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, Steve, <laughs> but it was bad. I thought there was like a cow shitting in right next to us. Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it wasn't just the gas. Forgive me. It was it was the leftover remnants of whatever he ate.
1: Because <laughs> that. Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, but, no, yeah. We,
0: we we kid because we care, but my God, I'll never forget that. Sorry, listeners, if you don't know what we're about. Go listen to our Tagus episode. <laughs> <laughs> now, Daniel thought that the curse was, quote-unquote, nonsense. He named the voodoo doll Mama. He called it the voodoo Mama. Wow. And simply added it to his collection. Soon afterward, his life took a tragic downturn. Now, the, the doll Mama was described as a small wooden doll with hinged arms and legs and human hair. Mm -hmm. The maker of the doll omitted omitted her eyes, leaving dark open sockets in her face. Mm -hmm. This type of doll is commonly left by mourning Haitians at their loved ones' graves to act as a conduit, giving a dead person's spirit to the afterlife.
1: Wow. I never knew that. I've never heard that before. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: See, yeah, you'll learn something every now and then.
1: Yeah, okay. even on our
0: show. Yeah, he, well, that's that's <laughs> kind of what I was getting at, okay? <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. oh, sure.
0: <laughs> well, uh, what goes on here, I don't want to read too much uh, because we have other cases to go into. <clears throat> but it says here, one of the questions was referring to Ke- uh, Kevin. Kevin. At one point, Kevin pulled a case from the shelf that contained a rather innocent-looking doll with piercing green eyes and a matching green velvet dress. I asked about her story. Now, this is one of another acquaintance here, all related to the same story. This is Lori referring to this other doll. She was sent to me by her previous owner, Vivian, who purchased the doll from another online collector. Not long after receiving her, Vivian started experiencing, guess what, paranormal activity. She describes sensing a demonic presence in her apartment, seeing dark humanoid creatures lurking about. That's terrifying. Experiencing violent nightmares. In fact, during one nightmare, she awoke with scratches all over her body. Mm. Again, this is after receiving this doll (laughs) named Lori. Once I received Lori, I also sensed, sensed something evil about her. So I doused her in the holy water and prayed over her. Then doused.
1: I doused. Doused. Like buckets.
0: <laughs>
1: Bucket Buckets fools. and
0: buckets. Overkill. It's like, yes, it is saturated. You cannot get this doll any more wet. Yes. <laughs> Leave it as is. You are correct, sir. Now, after dousing it with holy water, praying... She then sealed the dolls in this case. The questioner asks, can a case contain a demon? Kevin Kane uh, answers, no. The sealed case is used to keep the doll bound so that no one comes into contact with it, and hopefully it will no longer harm anyone. Going back to the questioner here. I'm saying questioner, interviewer, however you want to uh, refer to it. The interviewer then says, Kevin put Lori back on the shelf, talking about Kevin the collector here, and our attention drifted back to Voodoo Mama and my final question, do you believe that a curse or an evil entity is attached to Voodoo Mama and call, caused the tragedies in Daniel McKent's life? Kevin Kane answered, Marilyn thought so, but I've owned Voodoo Mama for several years now and I have not sensed anything malicious or evil about her. To me, the K2 meter and spirit box readings from Daniel's residence are more convincing that foul play was involved in his death. It was as if Daniel was trying to leave a clue for us, perhaps hoping for a resolution to the crime and peace for his own spirit. Now, as we mentioned earlier before, this case, when this article was published, was still underway. It was under review. Mike, um, without spending too much more time on this to me, it seems like they're picking up evidence again, paranormal evidence, call it what you will, related to true crime. How do you feel about this man's murdered spirit? Well, the spirit wasn't murdered, he was murdered, his spirit coming back in anger, yes. screaming anger. to his friend, just screaming in anguish. Those words, money, murder, being picked up. This investigation is still underway as of, again, when this article was published. Oh, your vibe, yeah, your thoughts on when this.
1: he when he uh, was coming through. I mean, uh, the the spirit screaming and yelling, along with what came across the spirit box. I mean, it's an obvious, uh, you know, get your attention, and there's a very specific message.
0: Oh, clear you as know, day, clear. You know. I mean, if it's okay, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that something uh, nefarious was going down there, right?
1: Great use of the word nefarious. Oh,
0: thank you very much. I've been waiting to use that word. I'm
1: sure you were.
0: <laughs> but obviously it involved money, um, some debts perhaps. I mentioned earlier that Daniel was, unfortunately, he had accrued some substantial financial debts. I am not suggesting anything, but hopefully we weren't talking about getting involved with low-life financiers uh, unfortunately, how do I want to put this? Loans that are bound to not be repaid, you know, and what are the consequences of such? I mean, there are so many possibilities that went down in this, but money <clears throat> is involved. Money is the root of all evil, is it not?
1: Oh, absolutely. But absolutely.
0: I'm thinking, I mean, pooping your pants aside, though, I still can't get over the image of a manifested spirit screaming yeah. right in front of you um what would you be driven to do mike if you saw the spirit of a deceased friend do that to you how would you react in all sincerity
1: in all sincerity i would stand my ground okay hope for the best <laughs> hope for the best but but if it's a friend of mine uh, you know i if it if he was a friend in life you know he he would have the same thoughts and feelings in death i believe so i would try to not think well he's he's not going to be here to hurt me because i trusted him in life and i should trust him now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and like i said the message thing comes across that there's the anger and everything that was so strong that that energy was there for him to be able to do that
0: yeah and there's a reason for that right i mean absolutely a reason for that uh, manifestation so um yeah, I'm interested in learning how this case uh, came about, if it's still under review, um, if it was totally thrown out. I mean, I, I really don't know. As we mentioned earlier, this was back in 2016, but this is one example of alleged paranormal connectivity with true crime because this man was murdered. I mean, I just, there's no if, ands, or buts about that. Uh, a shotgun to the back of the head seems kind of difficult to pull off on your own.
1: Well, and that is so stupid. How, unless you rig up some kind of a string on a pulley system, <laughs> right, you know, know. <laughs> and or tied to your big toe and you kick out and shoot yourself? I yeah, don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't mean to laugh, but that was funny. Uh, I, I, I get it. I totally get that. It's like, yeah. no, if if this person wanted. To off himself, they're not going to go through the intricacies. The intricacies, intricacies. I can't speak.
1: Intricacy.
0: Yeah. Whoa, there's another holy Toledo. I just saw another wacky wild orb. Hold on, boys and girls. Mike and I are going to take a brief time traveling excursion because we've been seeing some weird crap on his webcam. More, more
1: than orbs, even.
0: More. Yeah. And it, this isn't floating hair by any means. Uh, no. We've learned our lesson. Uh, hold on, boys and girls. It will seem seamless to you, and I will learn how to pronounce words before we come back. Hold on <laughs> to your <laughs> seats. <laughs> and we have returned after yet another successful time traveling excursion. Yeah, we apologize for that, ladies and germs. That was uh, that was interesting, Mike. That last one. It right? was. It was
1: very interesting.
0: Very interesting. We'll have to talk about that on our next. Uh, patreon episode talking about all sorts of weird crazy stuff
1: and also is, the big misty thing that uh
0: yeah what the hell is going behind on? me that wasn't Maybe like it was, what i was gonna say that wasn't like a physical manifestation of like your 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 own noxious fumes <laughs> no no no, no. Uh, expunged from your other orifices expunged
1: <laughs> great use of the word expunged thank you i'm on a, yeah
0: i'm doing i'm doing quite well
1: yeah but well. actually you know like maybe it could have been my dad
0: you know you've mentioned that quite a few times and i why not oh, I,
1: I know he comes around
0: yeah 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 just kind of checking in on you maybe playing a little trick here or two
1: yeah like, i know his sense of humor and
0: well like those missing dog tags you know that,
1: oh yeah I, mean, I keep those on my desk in front of me now and, and i'm like yeah that is so weird
0: it's like okay move them oh, now move them now that,
1: that reminds me there is another thing like that that happened just a couple of days ago.
0: Oh for gosh sakes, what?
1: Well, Mary had lost this ring I don't know a while ago and uh this little pinky ring.
0: By the way, and when when I just said, "Oh gosh, you know what?" I didn't mean to sound like, "Oh god, what now?" I was like, "Oh man, no, no. like I'm I'm like I'm intrigued and I can't wait." Yeah,
1: that's that's how I took it. Okay, good. <clears throat> good, good. But yeah. Uh, so she had lost this, and it's been gone for quite a while. And uh, the other day, um, it was laying on the kitchen floor. I mean, it, why? Was, I,
0: okay, why?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, it's it was. I know we didn't hear it land or anything like we did the dog tags, but um, but I just can't imagine. You know how that. Would have just appeared there. I mean, I when I, I sweep the floor or and everything, I don't see anything like that. I mean, it's crazy.
0: I'm waiting though, Mike. I'm waiting for something. It feels like it's almost building to something like this. Yeah, like well, like, also, like your like your uh your skeleton behind you or your baby alien. I'm waiting for one of those things to show up, like like on your bed in the middle of yeah right, in the middle of the night or something. You know? Yeah, no
1: kidding. <laughs> Uh, Ooh. Yesterday, there's a, there's a cabinet in our living room, and Mary and I were standing by it, even. And I looked down, and the door is open. And I said, Did you open that door? And she, no, I didn't open it.
0: And but we were standing there. Wow. And neither of you noticed it opening. You just, you just noticed it after it was open. Yeah. Gosh. It's almost like these, you know. If this is like a some sort of spiritual activity, it's like they're waiting for the perfect moment. Okay, they're not looking. Boom, you know,
1: right, right, yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's pop that door open.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, and it's it's so active. You know, not as active as that house in Park Rapids I lived in, but but still pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's why I've got to do a spirit box session, like you like we talked about, oh, and gosh. send it to you.
0: Please do, please yeah. do.
1: It, it's it has to be done.
0: It seems to me like that it's activity seems to be kind of accelerating since you've been doing a little bit of deep dive into the background history of the house. It seems to be kind hey, of there you go. coincidental, doesn't it? It seems <clears throat> I to think you're right. coincide with each other.
1: Yeah. It was after we got that, uh, um, spirit box, uh, session we did where I heard the, the name, what was it? Uh,
0: Oh, there were several. There are several different I, names.
1: Yeah, I can't remember now, but you know, I, that's that's when I went to the my abstract and uh, to look at all the people that lived here all the way back to eighteen eighty two. Yep, and just finding that information, looking for that name, and of course I could, didn't find that. But
0: well, those, what I, I believe what you are referring to is that that uh, clip that I posted on Patreon that we recorded. I believe my first visit to your house. And when I was, I just happened to be listening to it again, I don't know, a month or two ago now. And some of those replies were just clear as day and really intriguing. I posted on the Patreon, you listened to it and you're like, oh man, those names. I'm going to look into those names. And so that kind of started this whole, you know, shebang into looking at the background of the house. And Mm. here we are. Seems, yeah, things seem to be percolating. How's that? Yeah.
1: Well, and you know, when I'm looking at these names and, uh, people that lived in this actual house and the years that they were there. And when they died, I mean, I'm putting a lot of energy into that, right. You know, and, and that could be easily fed off and, and maybe helping manifest some things. I don't
0: know. I'm thinking so, man, I am thinking so. And by the way, I'm um, speaking of Patreon. I, I'm going to throw in the obnoxious plug at the end of the episode, but tune in because uh, we're going to discuss a, uh, Listener submitted piece of footage.
1: Oh man,
0: that we posted on the Patreon page. Yeah, and we've been remiss, Mike. The last like two or three episodes, we keep meaning to talk about it, and for whatever reason, it just slips slips our feeble brains. But not tonight. So stick stick around till the end of the episode. And if you want to watch the video, hey, go give us a shot on Patreon. It's it's it's, it blows my mind. I still have no freaking idea. Very impressive. All right, Mike um, we're gonna briefly talk about these last um since we spent quite a bit of time on the first case, we'll have to kind of um cut short the last two, but we'll still get to the gist of it and they're fascinating and you know in an eerie way for sure uh back in the alternate podcast days, I'm pretty sure we discussed this particular case the Terracita Bassa murder case uh. Commonly known to in the paranormal world as the ghost who solved her own murder. I mean, one of a few. There's a, there's a few separate there cases is. of such occurrences. But this one is utterly fascinating. It's tragic, obviously. the The true circumstances are tragic. Uh, Teresita Bassa was murdered back in 1977 under mysterious. It was a good year. Other, well, not for her.
1: No. Oh no, no! But uh, <laughs> I meant no disrespect.
0: I'm sorry, that was just bad timing. <laughs> <laughs> chuckle, chuckle. Oh man, well, I'm chuckling at you.
1: I know. God. But anyway, oh, apologize.
0: Well, I say this poor woman was murdered in 1977. You say that was a good year. <laughs> I remember her well. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I was 15
1: years old. And... Uh, anyway, go ahead.
0: Okay. So, okay, deep breath. Okay. Teresa Tabasa was a Filipina immigrant to the United States who was tragically found brutally murdered in her Chicago apartment back in the wonderful year of 1977. See, you refer to it that way. It's a little different. Yeah. Um, her murder went unsolved for several months, uh, with police having no real leads. Until five months later, after her murder, one of Teresita's co-workers claimed to have been receiving information about the young woman's death while in a trance. This information actually led to the police convicting one Alan Showery of her murder in 1979. Now, the story goes as such. Is this ringing a bell at all to you, Mike, by the way? Because I know we talked about this a while ago. I mean, years ago. Now, on the day of Teresita's murder, she had spoken to her friend, Ruth, on the phone for about 30 minutes. She told Ruth that she was expecting a friend to come around later, but didn't give this friend a name. Only one hour later, firefighters were called to Terracita's apartment after neighbors started complaining about smelling smoke. Mm. Now, when they arrived, they discovered Terracita's nude body hidden underneath a mattress with a knife protruding from her chest. Despite appearance, there was no evidence of a sexual assault. Six months after her murder, the Washington Post reported... That a co-worker of Teresita's Teresita's named Dr. Jose Shua, known as Joe, claimed his wife... (laughs) Sorry.
1: Known as Joe. (laughs) Well... Just struck me funny a little bit.
0: (laughs) Just like the year struck you funny, too. Um, Yeah. No, 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 it struck me funny. Sorry, that's what. Okay. (laughs) See, I'm all discombobulated now. God damn it. Anything else you want to laugh at before I continue with this tragic no, story?
1: Good. Oh, okay. I'm sure something else will come up. Go ahead. <laughs> Probably.
0: <laughs> Just continue to drink your sediment. <laughs> okay, I'm going to refer to him as Dr. Jose so Mike doesn't start bursting into laughter again. Okay. Now, Dr. Boy. Jose claimed his wife, Remy. You want to laugh at that name, too? Or is no. That, is Remy no? okay? Dr. Jose claimed his wife, Remy, was having what she referred to as visions about this murder.
1: But I'm sure Jose means Joe in English.
0: I'm sure. Well, it's, it's just a casual nickname. That's okay. all it is. It, it doesn't... Okay. I, I don't... Whatever. Okay. <sighs> I'm, I'm just... I'm, I'm flummoxed now. I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed.
1: I know your skin is turning different colors. Is it? Ha. Ah, a little bit. Yeah, I can just see a, just a wee bit. A red It's getting it's getting shinier too. A red
0: flushed tint. <laughs> I can see that. Now, after experiencing these visions, they reported that one night while Remy, the couple reported one night that while Remy was taking a nap, she suddenly began sleep talking in another voice. Mm. They claimed that this voice said, "I am Teresita Bassa.
1: Mm, mm, mm.
0: And told...
1: <sighs> this is an awesome story, though. Go ahead. I'm I'm enthralled and intrigued.
0: <sighs> and told Dr. Jose... No, actually, it was written here as Joe, but I'm not going to call him sure. Joe anymore. No, okay. And told Dr. Jose that Teresita had been killed by one Alan Showery, their co-worker, and urged Jose... To go to the police. When Remy woke up, she claimed to have no memory of this conversation whatsoever. Jose decided at first not to go to the police. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, putting yourself in his shoes, you can't go to police after right. something like that. Yeah. You just they, you, they, they'd laugh they would,
1: at you. Yeah, and they'd turn you right around. <laughs> get,
0: get out. One hundred percent. We got you know we got other stuff to attend to right now. Now, several days later, they claim that this same voice possessed Remy a second time. This time, asking Jose why he had not gone to the police. Jose replied that he had no evidence against Mr. Showery. He cannot go to to the police. This This is something we cannot do. The voice then, they claim, told Jose that Showery had taken some of Teresita's jewelry and given it to his own girlfriend after murdering her. Yeah. The police didn't know whether to take this information seriously or not, but decided to do a background check on Alan Showery simply based on the fact that they had no other significant leads. So I kind of get that. That's not far fetched, Mike. And again, right. I, I use exactly. I use references that I'm fairly knowledgeable about. Going back to even the Ted Bundy investigation they mm. got desperate mike and they started yep. at one point bringing in psychics they were That's right looking for any possible leads it's not an uncommon thing right so they're like well we have no other leads we're gonna check this guy out we're gonna at least give him a background check they found during this background check that mr showery lived close to teresita and actually had arranged to go to her apartment that night to repair her tv the night that she died Mm. Detectives then brought Showery in for questioning and he confirmed that he had gone to her apartment that night to repair the TV but then left because he said he did not have the correct tools The detectives, now skeptical, asked Showery's girlfriend if Showery had, by chance, given her any new jewelry as of late Mm. She said yes she allowed Terracita's friends and family to inspect these gifted jewelry items that she received. And guess what? They were confirmed that they were Terracita's jewelry. Now, when confronted with this evidence, Showery confessed to Terracita's murder. He claimed that after he left her apartment, he planned to return to simply rob her. When he returned... Teresita let him back in, and he then attacked her, murdering her, removed her clothes to make it look like it was sexually motivated. He then hid her body under a mattress and set it on fire. Showery initially tried to get the case against him dismissed because most of, if not all, the evidence was based on the paranormal. I get that, you know, but I'm not siding with the murdering asshole by any means. Of course I am not. But you get the reasoning. He's like, hey, these guys are claiming a ghost spoke to him and that's where you're going to go on. But the police then testified that the way Shaori quietly came with them when arrested without protesting suggested his own tacitly admitting his guilt. Tacitly admitting his guilt. He was convicted of murder in 1979. Mike, your thoughts (laughs) on this bizarre case? Was Teresita speaking through her friend
1: I believe so. I mean, there's too much that matches up and uh, um, you know, it's like a, it's like a, a bodily possession, you know, during the sl- the sleep. I mean, mm-hmm. and she wasn't going to give up <laughs> in any way. So, yeah.
0: No, Mike, no. Why, if this is, if, if this was truly paranormal, truly paranormal in um, the way that the evidence came about, well, I wouldn't even call it evidence, but the way that the investigation came about in in hunting down this guy, doing a simple background check, and I'm just doing this. I'm playing devil devil's advocate now. We know that there have been tragically how you know millions of murders in the history of this this oh, earth, absolutely. Right? How many of them are unsolved? How many of them will remain unsolved? Why doesn't this happen more often? I have. I'm I'm playing the sim- the silly. Devil's advocate, I'm throwing out the silly question, but if this no, actually—if this actually happened, why doesn't it happen more often? Do you have a thought on that?
1: It's not a crazy question at all. I mean, is it—is uh, it going on and not reported? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. but that can only account for so many,
0: right? Exactly. If, if
1: it was still going on, uh, I don't know. That's.
0: I can see a lot of people dismissing dismissing uh, quote unquote hints right. they may be receiving mm-hmm. i mean even the gentleman here you know remy's husband jose or remy's boyfriend i, I don't recall they dismissed it like we said they just like we we can't go right. to the police with this but it was right. insistent and they just they got desperate
1: and i'm sure there are also spirits that have tried to communicate like that and got across uh, maybe a message and the person we you know reacted the same way i can't go to the police Mm -hmm. but the spirit wasn't um active enough or uh maybe pissed off enough to keep going and keep bugging him so Mm. it quits and that that would probably never be thought of again except for telling stories around the campfire or something
0: yeah (laughs) is there a chance that man as odd as it sounds I mean, we talk about we talk often about often,
1: uh, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> no, I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm perplexed every now and then. That's all I'm saying.
1: By my actions and behavior, <laughs> I've been redirected. So carry on.
0: Did you say you've been redirected?
1: <laughs> yes, I Man. did.
0: Now I'm like a, a brutal podcast dictator. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I have been ordered to obey, and so I shall continue in silence. No,
1: you no. are a dictator, and I'm not talking about a penis and a, and a potato. Hmm. That's not a penis joke.
0: No, it's a potato joke. Right. <laughs> I totally lost my train of thinking. What was I? I. I I thought I had a good follow-up to that one. but Oh, I, I okay, I reclaimed it. I got it. it my, my, my feeble brain somehow hunted that fleeting <clears throat> thought down, and <clears throat> it's here ready to go. Yes. And I lost it again. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> now, we talk often, sorry, often, <clears throat> of how spirits can or cannot move on, right? Uh, sometimes we discuss tragic occurrences here, on earth where maybe the energy the spirit however you want to refer to it is trapped here i'm doing air quotes trapped because um either maybe they do not know they have passed on what the hell happened did you just shock yourself
1: no i just about knocked my microphone i gotta get a a (laughs) microphone stand my my spock cup is just not cutting it anymore (laughs) spock's
0: getting weak spock's letting them down yeah, Mike literally has his... Uh, oh, there's that word again. My gosh, I'm saying... What was that? Was that a dog? <laughs> it was Mary oh, sneezing.
1: Bless you, my dear. Okay.
0: <laughs> Bless you, my dear. <clears throat> Man, we're all over the place. I'm getting easily distracted here. So, you know, whether or not someone who dies tragically on Earth, uh, like they... Perhaps they do not realize they have died, and they do not know how to move on. They don't need... They don't know they need to move on, or any number of reasons why they feel like they need to stay here. Like Teresita. I just want to. They might not want to. Teresita, she's trying to have her brutal murder murderer brought to justice, and so she is not going to move on until that happens. Now, and I ask you, well, why doesn't stuff like this happen more often? If we're going to believe this is legit, we're going to believe this happens uh, sincerely, why doesn't it happen more often? Uh, the possibility of a murdered human moving on in the spirit world, Mike, you're oh my gosh how do I want to, how do I to, uh, phrase this how do you think that would play out more commonly than not do you think murdered victims whether or not their murderer is brought to justice they can move on even if the the tragedy of the murder is left open and unsolved, and, you know, the family will never really heal from that. Do you think they can still move on? Do you think that they are doomed to be trapped here?
1: That's a good question. Um, you know, if uh, if there's a, a spirit that is uh, um, that has gone through that and is wandering or whatever, maybe they come to a point where um, they've uh, been able to, uh come to a point of forgiveness and letting it go
0: there's that that's what i was looking for the forgiveness that <laughs> and
1: giving them giving them the peace to be able to to move on and i'm gonna go beat my dog. no that's fine <laughs> no I'm, I'm not i i've never she would kill me if i tried that. probably
0: probably and he's talking about the dog not mary or both i don't know my, maybe.
1: <laughs> my great pyrenees anyway
0: yes that is the key word i think mike is forgiveness Right, because you know, let's just throw let's just throw that out there. I mean, listeners, how would you react? Would you be able to forgive someone who murdered, God forbid, murdered your child?
1: You know, it, it, it depends on how spiritually minded you might. Right. be. Right, you
0: know? to me, it seems so. It seems unfathomable to me. I don't even want to think about that. Right, but tragically, right. tragically, that's happened to far too many people far too many people that has happened to. That's been a tragic reality. A sad, sad reality. But they mm-hmm. move on because they forgive those who have murdered their own child, their own family member. There's that giant beast.
1: <laughs> it's my baby.
0: But oh, Mike Again, is that something that you think plays a part in it? I I, I know you do because you mentioned that already, but how big of a part is that in moving on and being <laughs> able to spiritually Move on in your own right. I mean, if you're able to forgive someone who did this atrocious act to your family, you're almost enlightened right there, aren't you?
1: Sure. Absolutely.
0: I just don't know if I could do it personally. I would like to think I'd be able to, but man, that's a tough one. Really, really tough. How about you? I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. Do you think you'd be able to do that? You'd be able to look the murderer in his or her eyes and say, I forgive you sincerely.
1: Man, man, oh, man. Oh, uh, oh man, that's like that's a hard question because <clears throat> I would love to think that yes, I can do that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I am also very human. Yeah, I'm very spiritual, but I'm also very human. <laughs> you know, oh,
0: one hundred percent.
1: But ah, uh, uh, yeah.
0: How about li- uh, listeners? I mean, it's if you're interested, let us know. We want feedback on all sorts of stuff. Every time we throw out questions like that, when I throw out a question to Mike, he throws out questions to me. And we banter back and forth with our, our sometimes rambling responses. We want to hear from you guys, too. We want to hear your opinions, what you guys think. Is that something you would find yourself able to do? I, I just don't know. I personally don't know. I'd like to think I'd be the bigger person and be able to do it, but, man.
1: Maybe it happens more often than than what we think. Uh, if it didn't happen... um. Maybe we'd be hearing more of these stories,
0: right? You know exactly, exactly. Mike, one last case here before we have to wrap up. Yes, another tale that might be common in the paranormal field, uh, commonly referred to as the ghost of Anne Walker. I'm reading an article entitled "The Ghost of Anne Walker." <laughs> Well, but there then, you go. Then, but then it says, "Or do dead women, or dead women, do tell tales?" This is another intriguing story where a victim, murdered victim, plays a part solving their own murder, their own demise. I'm trying to find the the good bits here and stuff. So I don't want to ramble on too long here. But it starts the year 1631. This is when the story starts.
1: Yeah, this is quite an interesting
0: 1631 situation. A good year, as Mike would
1: refer to it. Oh shoot.
0: <laughs> a widower named John Walker lived in the English village of Great Lumley. Lumley. <laughs> His living housekeeper. Man, I think when oh, I read this earlier, there's a there's an inn that's mentioned in this story, Mike, that is well, it's bound to make you freaking laugh because of what it's called. I, I this might be a different, okay. <laughs> different article. Give it to me. Well, I don't. I'm, I'm perusing. I cannot see the actual name of the the inn from this particular article. Okay. But um, I keep scratching. My, if, I'm sorry if I'm. Bothering you by rubbing my my <laughs> neck and chest so sensuously.
1: I, I I'm a bit disturbed. Yeah, I've
0: got I got like a, an itch going on right here, so I'm just yeah. I've got a chill
1: up and down the back. Sorry,
0: I just my. <laughs> <mic>. <laughs> my. <laughs> Head. <laughs> I, mean, I was I was looking kind of seductively there. So was,
1: yeah, it's I, that, that white shirt. It's like, started ooh, but, he started unbuttoning ooh. it and everything. And, oh yeah, yeah. Oh oh gosh. I and then you. and then he unbuttoned it so
0: far and pulled <laughs> it over and said, "Oh Billy, <laughs> oh
1: Billy." <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then I pressed my nipple up against the webcam and Mike the, Mike <laughs> fell over.
1: And then I threw up all over
0: it. Yes, he did. Okay sixteen thirty one, as I said, a good year. Yes. John Walker lived in the English village of Great Lemley. His living housekeeper was a niece. His niece, Anne Walker, an attractive young woman in her twenties. Now the story goes they don't know much about John himself, other than he was unpopular among his neighbors. He apparently is one of those people who, for undefinable reasons, had a nike had a nike, had a knack for inspiring dislike and distrust. So one of them thar folks. <laughs> He just simply didn't like him. Came across as a putz, basically.
1: You know what John Walker eventually became in life? Who? The Johnny Walker Scotch uh, fame.
0: Okay, now wait, wait, wait a minute. Are you pulling the fast one? E- yes. Oh, for Christ's sake. Sorry. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. <sighs> You just don't understand my befuddlement every now and then Mr. <laughs> because of Mike's his face, his damn poker face. every now and then he pulls that out and it doesn't matter oh, what the hell he says.
1: It's only at the right uh, at the right time.: <sighs> Yes,
0: and I'd never want to say the phrase "Mike pulls it out ever again. <laughs> now we don't know much about Mr. John as I said, other than he was pretty much a putz. so it was a small wonder that when Anne suddenly disappeared from Great Lumley. Villagers immediately suspected something very unpleasant. Now John's story was that his niece had simply taken ill, she got sick, went to stay with an aunt in a neighboring village until she recuperated. However, the common belief was that John sent the girl away because guess what? Guess what? Good old Uncle John got his niece Anne pregnant. Anne Walker's fate seemed destined to remain a mystery. Then a great lumley miller named James Graham began having some very unsettling experiences, just like Mike's having unsettling experiences with his massive Great Pyrenees right now.
1: Wow. Wow. God um, dang it. She came over <laughs> here and got her head wrapped around my mic uh, or my <laughs> headphone cord and was starting to walk away. <laughs> huh.
0: That don't work.
1: That don't that work. That would have brought me and the mic down.
0: Mike, I swear to god you need you need some sort of partition, an unbreakable partition yeah, to I've separate you. You need a soundproof podcast uh booth,
1: booth. Simple. Yeah. I got a very large closet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The the audio, the 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 freaking dynamics would be great sitting in a Absolutely in a closet. they
1: would be. Yeah.
0: You just have to get some light uh, people, in there. And, people,
1: do, people do that for uh, uh, people that do sound soundover
0: oh, heck yeah. work of course and things like that. Sorry. Getting back to the story, I think Mike... Yes, I got to quit doing that. He is free of his doggy interruptions. Now, one night, Mr. Graham, talking about his unsettling experiences, one night he was working alone in his mill when he saw the figure of a young woman approach him. She was, according to Mr. Graham, of a disheveled appearance. She had five ghastly wounds on her head. The quote-unquote affrighted and amazed, the Graham. I'm going to start using that. I am affrighted.
1: Affrighted. <laughs> I like that word.
0: Affrighted. Yeah. Realizing he was seeing a particularly horrifying ghost, quickly crossed himself. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and then the spirit told him, I am the spirit of Ann Walker. It's kind of similar to I am teresita very very similar straight to the point who while in flesh lived with your neighbor john walker i was betrayed by walker the ghost slash wraith slash spirit went on to say that after she became pregnant john sent her to stay with her aunt Soon before she was to give birth, Walker paid one Mark Sharp to take her away from her aunt's home, claiming that he would bring her to some more suitable place to await her confinement. (laughs) Confinement. (laughs) Instead, Mr. Mark Sharp brought Anne to a lonely moor where he used a, quote, pick such as men dig coal with and gave me these five wounds the spirit claimed that those five ghastly wounds to her head was the result of pick blows coal mining pick pick blows pick blows to her God man sorry to her head her body was then dumped in a coal pit Mike still giggling under his breath I'm done <laughs> She ordered Graham to relate her story to the nearest justice of the peace, warning him that until he did, she would continue to haunt him. So Mr. Graham's like, God dang it, I'm going to see this ghastly wounded woman appear to me every night until I report you know, this story? Are you kidding me?
1: You know, that that there's another ex, uh, example of that, and that is Patrick Swayze in Ghost. Henry the Eighth,
0: I am, I am. There <laughs> you <laughs> Oh man that's great perfect example now what oh wait what what was Whoopi goldberg's name was her name rosalita was it rosalita
1: ah uh, yeah something like that yeah no 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 it wasn't
0: rosalita it was um edame edame
1: that's that, the one why the yeah.
0: hell did i think rosalita
1: i don't know she yeah. was the maid i think
0: she, i don't know who the hell it was i honestly have no clue i don't know now, Graham, who was described as a practical, no-nonsense type of man who would not even court such an ignorant fear of the supernatural, he didn't believe in ghosts, folks, that's, what, that's basically what it said, could not bring himself to follow the instructions from the spirit of Ann Walker. He feared, and not unreasonably, that everyone would think he had lost his flippin' mind. I, I threw in the word flippin'. Yeah. He was affrighted, that people think.
1: Yeah, was, affrighted.
0: Affrighted, they would lose. Affrighted, I you know? would lose my mind.
1: Do you know why he didn't believe in ghosts? Why is that? It's Mr. Z got a hold of him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Yes, very, Talked very that good. that sense
1: right back into the boy. <laughs> he
0: sure did, man. Oh, man. Oh, we love Mr. Z. Great, great, yeah. great uh, guest. We need to get him Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Oh, I lost my train of thought again, or train of my, no, my sorry. line of reading. Where the hell am I? Okay. But again, the murder woman was not going to be put off so easily. She made a second appearance, Mike and in a, quote, stern and vindictive, unquote, manner, demanded that Graham this time obey her wishes. When that also failed to move Graham, the now very fierce and very cruel ghost returned for a third time. Graham finally got the message. He simply didn't want to see this ghost anymore, and so he didn't want to wait for another fourth visit. The miller then went to the magistrate and repeated what Anne's ghost had told him. Fortunately for Graham, his reputation for honesty and probity probity, 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 was such that his bizarre tale was taken seriously. Now, he had such an esteemed reputation, Mike, as such mm-hmm. a level headed, logical, nonsensical man that the magistrate and the people believed him. Even mm-hmm. if it was a ghost story, they're like, wow, if he says it happened, it happened. Can you imagine if it was that easy nowadays? Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's a fantasy nowadays. it's oh,
0: yes, absolute fantasy. A search was then made of the area, which resulted in this, the discovery of this poor woman's corpse. She was found in the exact location described by the ghost of Ann Walker. The wounds on the body were identical to those Graham claimed to have seen on the spirit. The apparition had also helpfully provided the spot where the murder rep weapon and Mark Sharp's own bloody clothes had been hidden. Sharp and John Walker were promptly arrested, put on trial for murder, unsurprisingly and the, oh, hanged.
1: Oh, go ahead.
0: Well, we shall see. Unsurprisingly, the case created an immense sensation. Further, paranormal evidence was provided by the jury foreman, a Mr. Fairhair, just like Mike Fairhair. <laughs>
1: It's getting fair, I tell you. Fair
0: hair testified under oath that during the trial, he witnessed the likeness of a child stand upon the walker's shoulders. It was even reported... He's
1: got the mind (laughs) of a child. (laughs) Sorry. I can't help it. I
0: need that sound bar again, Kyle. Yes, you do. It was even reported that at the conclusion of the trial, Anne herself made an appearance in the courtroom, holding a baby in her arms and chanting, Hush a baby! Hush a baby, hush a baby
1: bee. Yeah, that's the one that I was talking about earlier. Damn. Had I mistaken what I.
0: Well, at, you know, as she wrapped up her little soliloquy here, it says, Hush a baby, hush a baby, hush a baby bee. Twas Sharp and Walker that killed thou and me, her baby, her unborn yes. baby. Yeah. Now, according to rumor, Anne's terrible spirit visited the judge as well. As for everyone else who c- was concerned, all this was definitive proof that Walker had indeed made his niece pregnant, which led him to hire Sharp to murder her. To murder her, I should say. So, Mike, thoughts? Again, you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt when it comes to, you know, particularly old. Uh, right.
1: As old and ancient as that story is. Damn uh, near ancient.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, hundreds of years, you know, people's minds were more apt to believe in the supernatural. I mean it was it was more common to believe in the supernatural than it wasn't. I mean let's be let's be honest it simply was mm. your thoughts was, on the story well, was, of Ann Walker Mike. Was this something what is your vibe on this? This is a pretty well known ghost story. It is my vibe your vibe be, your initial reaction
1: have a vibe he
0: does have Um, a vibe man and a voice listen to that voice
1: (laughs) yes the vibe vibe that i have is that it's 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 uh there's some actual occurrences and some truth to it i think but there's over the centuries there's been embellishment uh you know if you could get back to where this story may have actually originally been written down or recorded and go from there. If that even exists, you know,
0: if there's like some original transcript of, or exactly record of it, that'd be, that'd be fascinating.
1: Yeah. But is it possible? I absolutely, you know, uh, you don't hear about things like a a spirit showing up in a courtroom full of people, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, with the with the Man, baby, you know.
0: Can you imagine if that actually happened?
1: Yeah, I think that would be a lot bigger story that have that would have uh, you know lasted more than.
0: But you know what? It's it's almost like something that if it did happen, that maybe you know we're also talking about very heavily religious times. You know where? Oh sure. This was such an unbelievably such an unbelievably supernatural thing. Out of fear, it may have been suppressed. The story itself could have just been, you know, sequestered, if you will. Exactly. In this little locale, and the story not allowed to expand throughout, you know, the region, the country, the world, what have you, you know? Um,
1: And they thought people would panic.
0: (laughs) That too, you know? (laughs) I mean, it's, I mean, we don't know. We weren't there, but... Yeah, yeah. I think it's a possibility. It's fascinating.
1: It is. It's very possible.
0: What do you guys think? What do you guys think of these three stories that we shared tonight? Um, they're all intriguing, for sure. All true crime. All relating to the paranormal in one way or another. Again, we're combining some of our topics of of passion here. Um, I enjoyed it, Mike. I think this was yeah. a good, good good discussion. I mean. Prayers to all involved in these true-life murders Mm -hmm. Um, and their families, obviously, no matter how long ago this occurred, it's still a dark stain Mm. to all involved. Mike, before we wrap up, we need to talk about the video that Ness sent
1: us. Yes, absolutely.
0: Now... Mike, just tell us your thoughts. Describe the video now. Ness Ortiz is a longtime listener, a friend of the podcast. We hope you're doing great, Ness. We I know you had to undergo surgery recently. I hope you re- recover well. Speedy recovery to you. Thank you for the support on everything on the podcast, my artwork, everything. You're you're awesome. And thank you for submitting this video. She sent me this email, and with a clip attached. Mike, take it away. What the hell did you see when I sent this clip to you? Well, <laughs>
1: It's, it's like, okay, it's a, a ring, a doorbell camera, and, you know, of course, you can see, you know, the front steps, the sidewalk, the street, you know, across the street, the houses, the sidewalk, um, and you're seeing this in, you know, like, the black and white type night vision, you know, the way it looks. Um, now, when you first told me about it, you said, now look in the, the right-hand side. So, here I'm looking on the stairs, I mean, on that porch of this house that the doorbell was from, okay. and I was like, "I don't see, I don't see anything." <laughs> That's and right. I was like getting frustrated.
0: <laughs> That's and then, right. And then, <laughs> because you wrote back to me, you are like going, "I don't see anything." <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, but then you explained to me, no, look across the street, yes. starting on the right side, there is something that comes out that looks like from a door of a house, or I kind of thought it looked like it was maybe between houses, but right. not too sure about it. But anyway, so you see this kind of a dim mm. white figure type, type of a figure. It's like it came through this yard, went onto the sidewalk. Um, it dimmed out for just like a second, and then it came back. And it was running down the sidewalk. And when it got to the other end of the block, it, uh, it ran across the street, but this, it looked like a child, but it was a white, misty, uh, you know, not quite transparent uh, figure. Uh, It was amazing to me. I mean, I kept looking at it over and over and I got close in on it, everything, and I just can't,
0: I can't explain it. I know that's, that's the thing. I, I have been racking my brain, you know, uh, again, I'm using this phrase over and over, you know, playing the skeptical devil's advocate, I guess, you know, I'm like, how can I try and logically explain this? And I mentioned this to to Ness as well. And it just doesn't, it doesn't pan out in my, in my point of view, because you hear the arguments like, well, is it? Is it the footage of an actual person who walked down the street at one point during that day, walked down that sidewalk at one point during the day, and it somehow got caught in like a loop in the in the memory chip or of the camera, whatever you want to, ah. however you want to throw it out like that. There's some sort of mix-up that's happening there. You're seeing a replay, essentially, of actual ah. footage. No. It doesn't seem like that at all because it just, like no. you said, Mike, it... It walks it's, in like two different directions. It seems like it's coming at the beginning of its appearance. It's coming out from behind between those houses, kind of. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And then it takes to what it would have been. It takes a right and just speedily makes yeah. its way down that sidewalk. And you can clearly see that it looks like it's human in shape, right? Clearly, yeah.
1: like there, there's motion in that. Like uh, it, it wasn't like a like a, a clear crisp. Shape of a human, but, mm-hmm. but the suggestion was there with limbs. how it was shaped. Limbs, uh, like, what did, was there running legs on there as well that
0: you could see? You know, there was, and <laughs> yes, and the thing is with these limbs, and you said it was kind of semi transparent. That's another thing that's baffling because at some point, some different yeah. points, I should say, you can see through it, and other times you can't. Right. Exactly. You know, at different portions of the quote unquote. <clears throat> you know, body, however you want to refer to it, however we choose to refer to it. It It is
1: bizarre. Different fluctuations in energy.
0: I mean, it's what is happening there. Is this like a legit spirit that's caught on this door cam? It's awesome. I've watched it so many times. Yeah. I'm scratching my head. I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to definitively, definitively say what it is. And that's, that adds to the, the fascination with this but i'm leaning that it's ghostly mike i'm leaning oh
1: inside. yeah i yeah when you know me i mean i'm more easily well, yeah. convinced of something of course but <laughs> but it just felt so right to me i mean the whole thing it was yeah. and every time i saw it I, i'd i'd be just as excited because yeah. it was so cool
0: yeah and another you know an interesting side side bit too <clears throat> um towards uh, the beginning slash middle of the, the footage, you can hear voices of yeah. what I thought were just neighbors hanging out in her area there, neighbors to the right, mm-hmm. neighbors to the left. But Ness, if I correctly recall what she told me, she says that there were no voices, no one out there talking at that time, and that is stuff that she has actually picked up on her cam before. Well, that's correct, right, yeah. These, and she doesn't remember why she chose to even look at this footage she was like why Mm -hmm. did i decide to watch through this you know i'd have to pull up her email to get the exact reply again right but um again ness if you're listening correct me if i'm wrong but man this footage is that's pretty impressive
1: i maybe we should have her on to talk about
0: it hell yeah i've asked her to do that before and she's like yes but we've 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 shared her stories before right um one in particular um it's totally up to her man she's she it's an open invite to miss ness ortiz we'd love to hear some more
1: Long-time listener.
0: Long-time listener and a great person. You can just tell. Yes. You can just Absolutely. Tell. Absolutely. Mike, this has been fascinating. I love having a great, you know what, fruitful podcast adventure with you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs> it
1: Tasted like a rotten banana.
0: No. No, 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 no. No.
1: <laughs> no. But, no. No, 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 no.
0: No, 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 no. A rotten banana covered in Mike's sludge slash sediment <laughs> tea. Sediment tea. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you know the last drink I took out of it—I swear to God—I saw a little tiny carp down there.
0: Probably, yeah, Mike. Is Bottom ex-
1: feeding on my glass of tea.
0: Mike, uh, uh, people usually drink their fluids, but you eat it. So that's that's that's, <laughs> that, that's how you consume your drinks. Mike eats them. So yes, that's, that's I do worse. have one
1: one thing I want to bring up and mention, and let everybody know. Yeah, that uh, we are very soon. If everybody or nobody has forgotten about this. The whole contest thing that we put out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) That's right. Thank you. We are going
1: to be ready very soon to draw the name of the many, many entrants that we got. It is right now, they are in my vintage poppycock can from (laughs) Canada. Uh, it's French on one side and English on the other. It's from Petersboro, Canada. Very nice to all of our Canadian friends that I love so much.
0: English,
1: but yes. So very soon, I will be pulling. I'll be pulling a name. There's, See, there's... that can,
0: puppycock.
1: Yeah, it's from the seventies, actually. But anyway, I, I, I brought it home myself. Very nice from Winnipeg, actually. But anyway, yes. So very soon we will be drawing a name and whoever the lucky winner might be, we will let you know. And I am still, depending on who does win, I'm putting a package together of the grand prize, the grand poobah (laughs) of everything that we can send as a great prize. I'm putting it together. It might be a plethora of small things. Mm. It might be uh, just kind of a medium grouping of uh, medium-sized, semi-sized things. And there's my dog. Uh, it might be one big thing.
0: It might be a, a pound of hamburger meat. We right. we do not know but, what it could but be. I also,
1: yes. But I also, no. it won't be hamburger. <laughs> uh, no. But anyway, but the prizes will be.
0: The dogs, the dogs yes. know when Mike We're is excited. Up. He knows when Mike's trying to wrap up the show because they're like, Oh, Daddy's almost done. Daddy's almost done.
1: They, yeah, and once I take my headphones off, yeah. Macy, the that- shepherd, she's right on me, like, come on.
0: Oh, that's I but, thought yeah, that's what Mary yes. does, but that's
1: okay. But I want people to keep in mind that the prizes or prize will be chosen from my own personal collection. Yes. Of uh of many, many things that I have. And uh, you no, know, and that's, so,
0: that's meaningful. That means something because yeah. you know, it's it's this isn't just willy nilly stuff that Mike's uh, throwing yeah, absolutely out. Absolutely not. Stuff. You know, the, the, these are a, to a, of course we we are referring to the name Mike Skeleton contest that we put forth a few weeks back. <laughs> we have got a uh, we have got a, quite a few really funny replies, some good ones, um, and some moving ones, some touching ones because of the reasoning behind the names. Um, It'll be pretty cool. It'll be pretty cool to yeah, see what
1: I teared up a bit. I just a up wee just, bit. Just a wee bit. No, but yeah, like I said, from my own collection, so expect it to be possibly science fiction, possibly horror, possibly any kind of uh, um, anything that we might cover on this show or that I enjoy in life. A in personalized,
0: cutting. a personal trinket yes. of Mike's choosing.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Looking forward to that one. Um, let's do that next week. Next episode, Mike. Yes. We're gonna pull out that, pull the out that winner, can. pull out that poppycock can. Before I forget, Mike, that was a different article. That that funny name uh, that I referred to was in, but <laughs> okay. I, I I'm just I gonna say it. no no that. no. I'm just gonna say it. Literally, in the story of the Ann Walker ghost, there was an inn involved. No joke. Oh yeah. Then in referred to as the cock in. I'm just telling you right now.